This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jorgensen, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplessy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is a man who is a real housewife, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you in 2012 from the kitchen of podcasting. That's right, folks. I am a housewife. I'm proud of, proud of it. You know, the introductions I give for you, uh, much like Gonzo at the beginning of The Muppet Show or Donald Duck at the beginning of The Mickey Mouse Club or The Simpsons at the beginning of The Simpsons. Okay, you get the idea. I try to change it up every week, you know? You do change it up every week. Yeah, but what I also try to do is I try to tie in some sort of uh, topic of news or cultural uh, pop culture that uh, we are familiar with. And, uh, you know, the, we haven't talked in a while here. It's been almost three weeks since our last tank. I know. I know. I've missed it. And we just haven't been watching. I haven't been watching shows. We don't have any shows to watch. We have nothing to, to connect with the audience with, Rob. We're, we're flying blind. And, and you and I actually, be, um, beyond our, our love of TV, we have very little in common. It's true. Uh, yeah. No, it's not true. Cricket. It's not Which, true, listeners. You know true. this. Just, you see the just report. Just before we started recording, we were talking about something we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, what about you, listeners? Do you have anything in common with us? Let us know about yeah. it. Send us an email. Tell what us. do they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook. Search for What Do They Said in your little uh, Facebook feed there. We're on Rogue 2. We're on Mevio. And you can give us a phone call. I'm going to cough. Why don't you give him the phone number? All right. Let's call us. Why don't we just, for once, just call us. 415-937-0445. And you will be treated to the most fabulous message delivered by yours truly, Jason DePlissy. Thanks. Yours truly. Is it really? I... It would be yours truly, not necessarily my truly, correct? Uh, I will say correct. All right. Nice. We're starting this off good in agreement. Agreement I'm, is good. You might have to forgive me at points during the show. I'm, I got a cold just before New Year's Eve this year. And I spent New Year's Eve on the couch uh, falling asleep at around wow. 8.30 or so, loaded up with cold medication. I woke up once. You didn't miss anything. I don't think I missed anything. I woke up once when you called to wish me a happy new year at 9.30, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to get to you. I was thinking of you because, you know, the, the ball had dropped in New York City. And uh, I think it's kind of funny, just on a side note, that um, I was in, in a uh, bar celebrating the new year out here in San Francisco. And everybody was watching the, the ball drop in New York City, which had already happened three hours ago. It just seemed kind of funny to me that there was no, like, local thing to keep your eye on that was happening at midnight. It was all, you know, deferred from the East Coast. Well, what always gets me about New Year's Eve, and just to finish up my I had a cold story, is that I might be coughing occasionally during the show today. Okay. So I'll, I'll hit the cough button. Um, Get him a lozenge, Reaver! 
<laughs> in this world that we live in, where everyone carries around smartphones that can connect to satellites, that can connect to the atomic clock and automatically set their time to the mm. atomic time, you can even call the United States Naval Observatory, which I have programmed on my cell phone, to get the time, uh, to get the exact time. And everybody around has the exact time on them. And then we all look at the TV, which is, of course is tape delayed from th <laughs> three hours ago to watch the ball drop. But what I've noticed for the past six or seven years when I've been keeping accurate time with the atomic clock is that the clock on television is 10 seconds behind the real time. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, because of, uh, you know, in case people swear. Yeah, I guess because of time delay or something like that. But when you're watching the New well, Year and everybody... Well, there's a nip slip. Yeah, <laughs> right. In case of a nip slip. When everyone starts counting 10 for, you know, 10, 9, 8 for New Year's Eve, when 10 is actually New Year's Eve. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. I am going to start a new holiday tradition then. When I find myself in a room full of people... In New Year's, and they're starting the countdown. The minute they say ten, I'm gonna go like, ah! Baby <laughs> it always bothers people. me because I want to start hugging and kissing people at at uh, yeah. Because I'm a big hugger and kisser, I want to start hugging and kissing people at at actual New Year's, and then I'm turning like Happy New Year. No, it's not New Year's yet. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. And then it it really starts to focus in on how useless and pointless time really is like it doesn't really I know. matter you like me are a stickler for that too oh yeah yeah all my clocks are synced to the atomic clock i'm i'm deadly serious i have the the united states naval observatory saved as a contact on my cell phone i love it i of course it does anybody that knows you and listeners if you don't know jason by now yeah he is the exact person that would have that on his phone yeah, I get updates from the uh, Naval Observatory. You know, there's going to be a leap second this year, sometime in August. I got an alert from the Time Center. What, what is there going to be? A what? I missed that. A leap second. You know how there's leap oh. years where you add an extra day to to figure yeah. out? Yeah, there's a leap second this year. They will be adding a second of time to to the uh, to time this year. Oh, I already feel like I can get so much more done. I agree with you. I don't blame you. What about you, listeners? <laughs> what you <gonna> <laughs> well, can you get done in a second? Yeah. Hey, do we have any uh, guests today to kick off the new year? We don't. We, we have no guests to kick off the new year. We are still easing into that process. We're, we're, we're tinkering. We're adjusting. We're, uh, we're lazy, basically. We have no guests. Um, so if you would like to be a guest, write to us at whatdobaysaid at gmail.com. Because your emails mean so much. That reminds me, I, was, I had a, 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 my first thought to introduce you for today's shows mm. to touch base on how we're easing into the new year. But I didn't know if it yeah, would play Yeah, why not. the housewife comment, by the way? Uh, because it was the only thing I could think of. I was trying to think of caucuses and primaries, and I, I thought of The Real Housewives because Kim Richards, who yes. I knew and Friend loved. Friend of the show. Right. I knew and loved as Tia from Escape to Witch Mountain, uh, mm -hmm. is one of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she was She's in the a news. a hot mess. Yeah, well, I had no idea. I had no idea. And I got an email from a friend of mine saying, here, check out what, what's happened to Kim Richards. So knowing that she was in the news, that I thought that sort of touched into a, a recent news story. I was going to say, and now joining me as always is the man who's taking 2012 by partly cloudy with a chance of rain. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know if that would play as well. Taking by storm. Uh, I liked it. Partly cloudy because we're not really taking it by. I didn't know if it worked or not. So, I, no, no, I back I like, I always, They always make me laugh, and and then uh, that's a, that's usually a good sign. If they stop making me laugh, Jason, then we have to rethink the whole thing. Okay. Well, that was the the the, the uh, thinking behind Real Housewife, the the Kim Richards story that came out this week. Kim Richards is I I know about her via two things. Uh, one, occasionally I will find myself watching, like, you know, mouth agape, watching The Real Housewives just kind of, oh, I'm always confused 
by what it is these people are offering society and how they get a television show yeah. to you know have a have a platform for that and she has just been you know there's she's in rehab apparently or she went to rehab she's been she's into something you know uh, me thinks it's something white and powdery right yeah well the the news story was that she was denying that she checked out of rehab or something like that it was a very convoluted press release oh so it's kind of like you, you read the press release and you're even more confused than when uh you know the, the initial story they're commenting on was released yeah i don't even i didn't even see the initial story I, it was her trying to cover her tracks to make it sound like she wasn't on drugs for but she, the story was that she was getting out of rehab but she was never really in or that she wasn't i, I don't oh. i don't remember it was all very she just happened to be driving by a rehab and <laughs> uh somebody put her inside of it you know i want to give a shout out do we have a shout out segment maybe that's a new segment we can do we can begin oh okay sure i love a new segment here's some shout out music nice um no, so my shout-out this week, and maybe you could do a shout-out as well. And you too, listeners. Feel free yeah. to shout-out to us at 415-937-0445. And when we're um, done shouting out, I want to hear the second thing you know about Kim Richards, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I forgot I even said that. God, you always get me. You, make, you hold me to things. I like that about you. Accountability! Reba! We're following the rules of conversation, yes. Reba? Yes. Um, so, uh, shout-out goes to... Uh, a writer by the name of Brian Moylan. He might even be an editor and writer. Over at Gawker, who I do love, not a sponsor, but we, uh -huh. uh, we, we do I, – I follow Gawker at least. And he writes a recap, much like the recaps that you write, Jason, about our, our favorite show, Make It and Break It. Ah, uh, coming back it. in March, yes. Yes, very excited. Um, but Brian Moylan writes the recaps for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and they're great. And this – particular one for this week's episode i guess is when uh kim had some sort of meltdown or she was you know there was a big big to do and he wrote this fantastical story about her being like you know this magical princess and when she wears her magical dress you know and it, the dress is kind of an allusion to perhaps drug use and it was just <laughs> this fabulously written recap and story so i recommend anybody that watches the real housewives of beverly hills to go to gawker and the next day following the episode when it airs look for brian moylan's uh recaps they're great all right excellent that's my shout out shout it out shout out um, you a shout out? Uh, yeah, I, I will have a shout out. I have to look up the name of the person I'm shouting out to, though. So, Vamp, cover for me. Okay. So, a uh, guy walks into a bar and he says, Are those oh, peanuts on the floor? You I know what? That reminds me. Before, <laughs> that while I'm looking up my shout out, um, I, yeah. was, uh, I, I was listening to uh, a, uh, an old Jack Benny show. Oh yeah! Believe it or not, when I walk around uh, the walk around with my dog, I put on my headset and I listen to podcasts and our show and and other shows and things like that. And I was listening to Jack Benny's original appearance on uh, on radio, and uh, I he it was in 1932, and it, there was no live studio audience. He was just the MC, and he was introducing bands and telling jokes. And I'm going to tell you a joke that Jack Benny told in 1932 that got Ooh. there was no audience but i could hear everybody there laughed like it was the first time you could hear anyone in the background off mic like the crew laughed heartily uh -huh. at this joke okay i'm, I'm gonna tell you this okay, joke give it to me 1932 right. jack benny okay uh and i'll tell it the way he told it you know uh, rob here rob rob just told me a wonderful story about his uncle you, do you mind if i tell the story about your uncle rob no, go right ahead. Rob, Rob's uncle, he's got a case of, of labor-itis, which means that he, he, just, he just doesn't want to work. He, he's, he just can't, can't get up the gumption to get any work. Uh, so he went to the doctor and the, to get it checked out, and the doctor told him that he should uh, not he shouldn't lift anything really heavy uh, and he should get out into a lot of sunshine, but he should absolutely not lift anything heavy. So he got a job as a trash collector in Scotland. 
Okay. <laughs> huge laugh. Huge laugh at the end of that joke. And I, I that like I topical. Well, I can't. I can't even follow that. Like, how would the like? What is the top? Like, it was there a trash strike in Scotland? Because if so, there would be a lot of trash to pick up. So he would have to pick up heavy trash. So that wouldn't be funny. So where is all yeah. the trash in Scotland that it's an ideal job for him to be outside getting fresh air and not lifting anything heavy in Scotland, ca getting trash? Well, huh. I know a way to find out the origin of this joke. <laughs> our own supercomputer, Renfro. <laughs> Renfro. Hey, our first usage of Renfro in 2012. Renfro, what can you check history of Scotland, 1932, and let us know what, why that joke is funny? Processing numbers, Scotland, 1932, garbage, Jack Benny. I've got nothing, Jason. Oh, Renfro. <laughs> what good are you? Although Renfro was laughing at that. The crew here at WDS North was laughing at that joke when you said it. So maybe it's just something that, uh, you know, it, it tickles a particular funny bone. It might also be like a running gag or maybe it's like something that, you know, you know, like he's referring back to something else he said. But it was his first appearance. That's the thing. It was his very first professional appearance on radio. He'd been in vaudeville, but the very first time he'd been on radio. So he can't be making a reference to something else he talked How about. How many listeners do you think we've lost just at the mere mention of Jack Benny? <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> perhaps we'll gain him back by my shout out to Ike Eisenman. There you go. That's my Ike shout out. Ike Eisenman. Nice. Why, why does Ike get one? Uh, Ike would be Tony to Kim Richards' Tia in Escape to Witch Mountain, which is what oh, I know her from. What is the yes. second thing that you know? I had to look him up. You know, they were both in that movie, Return from Revenge of Witch Mountain, that, that Disney movie that came out a couple years ago that had uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it. Oh, really? And so she got like a cameo? Yeah, she got a cameo and he got a cameo. And he was really good and she was really not good. Yeah, so, I... I I the only other place I know her from is from those. She was in more than one Disney film, correct? Though, well, she was in Escape to Witch Mountain, Return from Witch Mountain, and then I can't believe you don't remember her in Tough Turf. Oh yeah, she was James Spader's girlfriend in Tough Turf, correct? She sure was. Yes, yes. You know, I never found her particularly attractive because she she's a little too chiseled. She's a little too. Uh, um, you know, waspy looking for me, for the likes of me. Uh, Kim, when I was, whenever, five years old, Kim Richards was the hottest girl I'd ever seen. Something tells me Kim Richards is going to be the face of this episode when I, <laughs> when I see the work you put together. <laughs> Quite possibly. Maybe. Uh, oh, one of the things I love about Tough Turf, which is a phrase I never thought I'd ever say, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> is uh i'm a, i'm a big stickler for aspect ratio those of you who know me know this as well the the widescreen uh film if you crop it to put on television a, a movie screen is actually shaped like a rectangle a tv screen is shaped like a square or they used to be uh more often mm -hmm. than not until high def came along so if you showed a movie on tv they had to adjust the frame, the framing of the shot to let it fill mm -hmm. the entire screen. So what they would do is either do pan and scan or they would crop, letterbox it. Or sometimes what they would do is they would just show the exposure of the film. They would show the top and bottom that were normally cut off in an anamorphic uh, uh, scene. I can't believe uh -huh. I'm going through this much technical discussion to describe Tough Turf. But no, we, already, we already hit Jack Benny. Don't worry. Whoever's left is going to be riveted by this. <laughs> Maybe I could just cough a little more. <laughs> I'll just get rid of everybody. Just you and me chatting with each other this week, Rob. <laughs> it's funny because after two years of doing this show, it's funny how we've gone full circle back to its initial origin, which was you and I talking about shit that we're interested in. Yeah, and hoping people listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can like re. We were gonna do a mulligan. We want to like. We want to clear out all the old listeners. <laughs> In the f television cropped version of Tough Turf, 
there's, spoiler alert, there's a big fight at the end of it, and the bad guy gets thrown off of a balcony onto the floor of this warehouse where the big battle's been taking place. And, uh, and he, it isn't James Spader, now that I think about it. It's that guy, that white guy that looked kind of like he's a poor man's James Spader. Oh, now, well, why don't you look that person up on IMDb while I continue the story so we're not maligning James Spader. Um, I will. Uh, at the at the end, there's a point of view shot where the cameraman is standing on top of the balcony, looking down at the splayed body of the bad guy lying on the ground, and there's a yes. rope that is swinging back and forth. That's kind of dramatically swinging over the body that you can see. And as you watch the dead body down there, you see the rope slow down, and a stagehand reach out from below, grab the rope, and swing it again. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Good you, eye. Yeah, you don't actually see it, unfortunately, in the uh, in the uh, widescreen version. It's only in the television version. So, heads up for well, that. Since we're since we're going to be sticklers for details here, this is a little interesting uh, bit. Okay, it was in fact James Spader. Oh. Was in Tough Turf, yeah. along with Kim Richards, who we've mentioned, and Robert Downey Jr. Wow. What if he's the bad guy? I don't know, but I'll have to rewatch Tough Turf if I can find it. But Less Than Zero came out two years later, so I wonder if the chemistry between James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. was so like electric that they found a you know they they had to put those guys in the you know in Less Than Zero together. Hmm. Yeah, it could be, and that the chemistry was not so electric with Kim Richards. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Actually, now that I'm looking at this uh, this thing here, I want to see. Kim Richards is looking kind of hot in this leather skirt. What, I, what, that's what I'm saying. How could you not say Kim Richards was hot? Let me, uh, let me for, investigate further. Yeah, I, I think you need to rethink your uh, your Kim Richards dismissal. She was. Quite... I need you to vamp now while I investigate this Kim Richards. <laughs> right. Well, she's Ooh. got uh, she's got body double nudity in Tough Turf. Oh, really? She's not nude is what you're saying? It's somebody else? Uh, it's suspicious. Every time you see the nudity, you don't see her face. And every time you see the face, you don't see the nudity. But it's all cut together in such a way to make it look like you're seeing her nude. Okay. I'm, I'm rethinking this whole Kim Richards as, uh, as a, a sex pod back in the day. Yeah. I can see on. it. Yeah. You, you got to do that. You got to rethink the Kim Richards. I'm, I'm telling Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, all the pictures of her are like... Um, from now. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that Kim Richards was related to the Hilton family. She's like Paris Hilton's aunt or something. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Well, see, and she that is, just makes uh... me wonder what sort of career she would have had if she was a child actor today. You know? Huh. I think she would be a cocaine addict. <laughs> because look at Ike Eisenman these days. He's he was damn good in Mountain Witch, the Dwayne Johnson movie. But he's not anywhere. He's actually talented, a good actor, but he's not related to anybody. I'm getting so sick uh, of finding out that people are related to people. It pisses me off. Yeah, well, that's the way the world works. Unfortunately, I'm looking at these stills from Tough Turf, and <laughs> it's just so funny that. Like these people would be considered tough and by any stretch of the word. Yeah, they kind of look like ballerinas, don't they? They. I'm wondering, like, I for some reason in my mind, I'm imagining the fight scene looking a whole lot like West Side Story. Well, but you know what? Though they're not tough, t o u g h. They're tough, t u f f. Which is funny because that's how I've been spelling tough lately. <laughs> and because it might be that this that this movie is the reason why I think tough is spelled T U F F. Well, that is how it's pronounced. So, wow! I can't wait to. I'm gonna rewatch this film. You you sold me. Okay, good, great. Uh, maybe we can get Kim Richards to be on the show. Oh, that would be phenomenal. I'd like to talk to. Let's do Kim that. Richards. Let's Rima. Let's get Kim Richards to. We'll reach out to her. We'll get her to be a guest on the show, and we'll say we we really want to do a retrospective. It's got to be some anniversary. It came out in 85, so let's see. It's the 27th year anniversary. 
Perfect. And we want to we want to do a we want to revisit one of what we think is one of the striking uh, achievements in cinema. You know what we should do though? What we should do is we should get her on, and what we should do is talk about Tough Turf only. Uh, describe the plot and the characters from Vision Quest instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what was it like? You know, uh, did you have to get you know, versed in wrestling terms when you were working on this film? Did you know that Lunatic Fringe was going to be such a big hit? Did you know that that guy Jake wasn't really an Indian? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Reba, Reba Booker. <laughs> we're going to book Kim Richards. What a get that would be, too. Ah. Because I think in her current state, we could probably really convince her that we want to do a tough turf retrospective. And we could say that we've already – well, see, this is how we get it. We say, yeah, we've already, we've already talked to James, and we've, we've got Bob. Uh, Bob's uh, giving us an interview as well. So it would be really – and then uh, we're going to talk to Paul Munez. <laughs> Apparently he was in the film. Yeah. So uh, I like it. I like it. There we go. We have a we have a sense of purpose now. All we right. will not rest, my loyal Davidians, until we get Kim Richards to discuss Tough Turf on our show. There we go. That's we've thrown down our challenge for the year. That is At our goal. Twenty seven minutes. We found our purpose in life. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well just stop now. We got nothing else to talk about, unless you have some news. Do the news. I have a news story, actually. Let's start with your new story. My little, little week for my taste. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm not as, as diligent a, a reporting reporter as you are uh, because wow. I heard it on the radio on the way home last That's night. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a guy I, robbed a – he committed a robbery. I don't know if he committed – if he robbed a bank or a liquor store or something. But I, I think it was a bank. Man okay. robbed a bank. And he got away with it except that when he went out to the car – he had locked his keys in the car. So he got caught by the police because he was waiting for his mom to come <laughs> and let him into his car. <laughs> oh, no. That's great. That's a good news story because that actually works nice, pairs nicely with this news story. Okay. All right, here it goes. A woman selling crack cocaine calls police after drug dealer sells her sugar instead. Oh, <laughs> I, I, that's the kind of thing that I would, I believe I would see on one of those daytime judge shows. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> Let me see if I get this straight. You're a drug dealer and you were sold sugar. And so you called the police to let them know that you got bad drugs. Yeah, I can't reasonably rule in your favor because you are committing a crime. Here, I'll try to do a Judge Judy here. And Oh, in fact, we have Judge Judy here. Good on you. We have a guest in the <laughs> 31st minute. All Reba right. Nutz's Judge Judy. Hi, wait, 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 wait a minute. Madam, 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 shut up. Shut up. Let me tell you a thing or two. I haven't. I'm not the first turnip to fall off this turnip truck. Oh, you were selling drugs. You called the police to tell them that you got bad drugs. Who does that? Chris We got Chris Matthews and Judge Judy in the show now. Judy, yo, you sir, shut up. Judy, shut up. I almost had an aneurysm doing that. Uh, yeah, geez, wow. That's really tough. You know, I, I would say that um, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say these people are fucktards. But the the only reason I say that is, you, you know, the uh, the fucktard segment on the S&M Rants podcast? Yes, yes. You know the, Savvy. the co-host Monica, right? I forget her last name. Monica Hamburg. Monica Hamburg, I log on to Facebook uh, daily just to check my news feed while I'm eating my breakfast or my lunch or whatever. And, you know, on the uh -huh. side, they have the, you might like, you might do this, you might do that. Yeah. Every single day, uh, I get a, you should subscribe to Monica Hamburg. Every day. I could F go for a Monica Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, 
Uh, wow. Hoo-ha! Hey, Chase. Come <laughs> back, <laughs> listeners. With, uh, provocative pictures of herself on her Facebook page. Yeah, she does. Which is the every now and then I'll, I'll well, not every now and then, but I'll look at it up in the corner, and, and there'll be, you know, the, it'll say Monica Hamburg again. She's updated her picture, and she's doing some sort of cheesecake pose. Yeah. I kind of like it. Good on you, Monica. Keep up the good work. Yeah, just keep working it. Um, I hope she fucks somebody retarded. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, calling the cops because of cocaine. Uh, would that be a... Or not a... Was this Kim Richards? Did she the one who did it? <laughs> no, this, this chick is not nearly as hot as Kim Richards at any point in Kim Richards' life. No. no, let me just read the story. If your drug dealer shorts or steals your money or provides substances other than the illegal ones sought, do not call 911. That is sage advice. I love it. She must have been so gacked out of her mind and so infuriated. Like only the mind of a drug-addled person would, would be so irate over getting stiffed by their drug dealer that they would call the cops. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, I saw a Judge Judy episode where there was a girl who brought some guy to court because they were in a fantasy football uh, or fantasy baseball league and she won okay. and he didn't pay her and so she, she she he didn't pay her the winning so she brought him to court to say that the reason that she didn't get paid because she was a girl and it was a boys club thing and judge judy was like well i can't rule in your favor because this is gambling right <laughs> why what why would i pay you why would i do this stop it Sir, stop it. Let me tell you something. Gambling is illegal. What you're doing is illegal. How can I possibly move for you? Wow, it's so crazy how if you just step it up, just a step into it a bit, Judge Judy can become Chris Massey. Yeah, can I put another <laughs> uh, plate on our pot of our fire for 2012? Can we not have Judge Judy on ever again? Ever again? <laughs> Reba, escort the judge out. <laughs> Pull the plug on. Judge Use red front for muscle if you have to. Yeah. Is there uh, any other news? In other news? Yes. There is only another news. <laughs> in related. Yeah. Well, you might be. This might be something you can weigh in on. Okay. In other news, do you know that the Oscar show may exit Hollywood? I'd heard that they were looking for other venues other than the Kodak Theater, which I find surprising because they built the Kodak Theater to yes. host the Academy Awards. Thank you so much. That was my impression as well, that the Kodak Theater, Theater's reason for being is, in essence, to host these huge award shows. Well, yeah. Specifically the Oscars. It's specifically the Oscars. They they moved out of the Shrine Auditorium, which is in South Central L.A., the worst area of town, and they built uh -huh. the entire Hollywood and Highland Complex to host the Academy Awards. When you walk in to the... Anybody can do it. You watch it on TV uh, when the Academy Awards happen, but when the Academy Awards aren't happening, anybody can walk in that entrance that they walk in up the staircase to the Kodak Theater and lining uh -huh. the walls... Uh, are all the Best Picture uh, award winners with the year. Uh, uh, and it's like tiled to look like a red carpet. And it's it's everything about it is the Academy Awards. That's, it's like an emperor looking for, you know, like they build the Colosseum in Rome and then the emperor, emperor decides that, hey, not so much. Uh, we need another place for the lion to eat the people. Yeah, let's go to some. Let's go to some other city in Italy. I'm not. I don't. My geography. Yeah, sucks. like let's go to Puglia. Yeah, there you go. Why well, would I, you? Why would you? I don't know. Oh, and where would they take the Academy Awards to? And what would be the point? Why? Why would they not want to have it at the Kodak Theater? It makes zero sense to me whatsoever. In this article, it's saying that they're looking for venues downtown because, as you know, Jason, in Los Angeles currently, everything's happening downtown. Oh, I hate it. Ugh, I hate Isn't it. Isn't that funny how downtown was the biggest shithole? I imagine it still is in places, right? Yeah. But now everything, is, everything seems to be happening downtown, and what they're going to do is revert – 
like you know they've spent all this time energy and money to turn hollywood into not a shithole or yeah. less of a shithole right and now they're going to move everything downtown and then what's going to happen hollywood's going to revert back to being a shithole yeah well they they've got a cirque du soleil show at the uh, mm. hollywood and highland complex so the tourists will still come in and hopefully it'll it'll remain to be a a tourist destination and they'll keep it up but the the shops aren't really staying there but the the problem with downtown los angeles is much like the problem of los angeles in general downtown la when you go to a uh, a spot in downtown la it, it's really a microcosm of la you go to that one spot and that's it you don't get out of your that spot and walk around through downtown LA to see a bunch of other spots. It's not like New York or Portland or even San Francisco where uh-huh. there's other places to go. You go to that one place. You go to the Staples Center and then you leave uh-huh. because if you walk out of the parking lot of the Staples Center, you're going to get shanked. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, I I'm confused, but whatever. Wow, you know what I'm not confused about though. I'm watch uh Jamie Gertz was in uh, Less Than Zero. <laughs> Are you still on IMDb? Jamie Gertz was a pretty girl back in the day, too. Absolutely. And what I'm realizing is she kind of has turned into a really hot and milfy kind of woman. Oh, yeah? And by milf, I mean woman my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jamie anyway, Gertz. Uh... WMA, a woman my age. <laughs> nice. Interesting. Maybe we can get a whole new biography special on the women of the 80s. I like it. That's a good idea. We'll get that going. Once Reba can get Judge Judy down the the stairs, there seems to be something of a ruckus. I won't describe the ruckus. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that another 80s movie? Yes. Nice. Well done. Could you describe the ruckus? (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. Should we do another news story? Yes. I only have one more, Okay. Clean it out. Clean it out. I promise that we are we are going to find our footing in the new year, and it's going to be a whole different show, the likes of which you've never heard. Okay, yeah, I'd like to touch on that a little bit uh, once we get past yeah, this. Let's do this. That. You want to, we can do it now if you want. Well, no, I want to hear the I want to hear this other news. This story. is one of this is a news story that's only good just because of the man's name. I guess this man was uh, charged with uh, carrying a concealed weapon. A possession of drug paraphernalia, a possession of marijuana, and a probation violation. But his name is quite interesting. Mm. His name, he's a 30-year-old from Madison, Wisconsin. His name is Bizao Dudu Zopidibop Bop Bop. <laughs> really? Is he, is he yeah. uh, was he yeah, named? Like, uh, his name. Was he named outside of a garbage can on fire on a Brooklyn street corner in 1962? <laughs> I don't know, man. It sounds like that song by uh, what's that band? Uh, the the Hanson, you know, bees out, do do zoo, biddy bop, bop bop, zebow, do do zebow, do do zebow, bop bop. Yeah, he kind of does sound like that. <laughs> what a great name! What a ridiculous name. See, we've lost a lot of our Hanson fans due to the mention of Jack Benny. But we may get some residual fans back in because we've been talking about Kim Richards. So people that follow the Real Housewives are probably fans of Hanson. Yeah, it all ties back together. I always, for some reason, I always thought that the that the lyric to Mbop was Mbop Titty Bop Bop, and there's absolutely nothing ooh. in it that sounds like titty at all. Mbop Titty Bop Ba Ooh, but it it doesn't actually say that. I don't know why that is. I don't no, know why I have Diddy, Diddy Bop. Oh, it's Diddy Bop. Boop, bop, bop, bop. Oh, Diddy That's Bop. That's like calling like P. Diddy, P. Titty. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's the Jamie Gertz thing that's got my mind wandering. But this was well wow, before. I'm that. looking at another picture of Jamie Gertz. And there's, oh, it, it's, I mean, this, this picture is so on the verge of nip slippage. It's like, you can almost make out the, like, the faint. The 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 first ring of an areola. Ooh, Jamie Gertz is a terrible actress, I though. I remember that much about her. She in uh, in Lessons Zero. I don't remember her being very good. I just, I remember um, her from Square Pegs. That's my Jamie Gertz reference. Oh yeah, she plays the goody goody. Yeah, you know who she plays? She plays the chick from Glee. The chick from Glee. Well, that you know the one, the woman from the lead character in Glee. I don't know anything about Glee. 
is essentially Jamie Gertz from Square Pegs. Oh, okay. Isn't everybody essentially take Jamie my word? Gertz take my word for it. Okay. So should we tackle the the elephant that's in the room? What <laughs> the hell we're gonna do with this show? Yeah, well, for those of you who turned into our bitter, angry end of your tirade, <laughs> our last show. Entirely expected, I might add. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be talking about Survivor or The Amazing Race uh, or Pan Am any longer because we, we, we don't enjoy it and we're not doing it for you. Um, so who are we doing it for? Uh, exactly. Uh, you know, I then, tried watching Pan Am again. It started again on Sunday, and I watched uh, 20 minutes of it, and mm-hmm. uh, it, I, I was enjoying it, but like 20 minutes went by, and I looked at my watch, and I went, oh, you know what? I thought the show would be over by now. And I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll watch 20 minutes of Pan Am tonight, and then in a couple of days, I'll watch another 20 minutes of it. Maybe it works in 20-minute chunks, and I've never gotten back to it because I just I, I haven't gotten back. I don't care about Pan Am. I thought it was canceled. It has been canceled, but they're... Uh, well, no, no. It, it, it hasn't officially been canceled. They just haven't ordered production on any new episodes. So it's oh. finishing the run of episodes that it has, and then I think it'll quietly disappear. Gotcha, gotcha. You see that they moved Whitney? They heard they're, they're trying to put her up against... What was the show? It was another show. Oh, are, uh, there, it's, it's the lead-in for Are You There, Chelsea? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're trying to do things with Whitney to try and gain an audience for it. You know, Chelsea Handler has a new show, so I think they figured that that's going to be a a big kind of oh no no no. It's not the the Chelsea show isn't Chelsea Handler. It's that girl from that '70s show. It's Lori Prepper playing Chelsea Handler with Chelsea Handler in it though. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, she's in it. She she doesn't play herself she plays her sister does that make any sense that sounds like something i don't need to watch yeah no it doesn't look very funny i mean i i I like chelsea handler chelsea handler actually went to the same high school as my wife um yeah i like chelsea handler too uh, um but and i like her when she does her show i don't know she strikes me as one of those i don't she doesn't strike me as an actor and i don't like people that aren't actors being on TV with the exception of Jerry Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So she's just going to be her doing her. And if an episode actually requires some sort of acting or emoting, I don't know that she's going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's going to stick out as a result around people that actually are actors. Yeah. You know? Like that guy in Parks and Recreation that I hate so much that everyone's trying to convince me is funny. The liberal media is trying to convince me that he's funny and I just don't buy it. The liberal media. That's another thing. I'm I'm I I'm as equally over the liberal media as I am over the uh the conservative Fox media people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over it too. Uh the the guy on do you do you watch Parks and Recreation? No, I don't. Oh, well, there's an actor on it, and I use the term loosely, uh, Anzis Anzazi, as, Aznaz Anzazi. He was in 30 Minutes or Less. He's on Parks and Rec. Okay. He's supposedly funny. I don't, I, I, he's never, ever made me laugh, and he's not funny. So stop trying to tell me he's funny. And stop trying to tell me David Cross is funny. I know, controversial, but I, I just don't find him funny. Oh, I think David Cross is... You know, I have an opportunity. I think I'm going to see David Cross. Uh, the opening of the Sketch Fest is happening uh, next week, and I just got invited to the opening night um, with a friend of the show, Mark Hershon. Stop trying to tell me that David Cross is funny, Rob. I just got through saying okay. that. He's going to be one of the guys speaking this. So I'll, I'll find out. I'll investigate. Okay. All right. We'll say hi to Mark Hershon. I'll let me. you know. I'll try not to laugh, and then if he makes me laugh, I, I will let you know. Look at him as if he's not actually funny instead of okay. thinking that he's funny, and then you'll realize he's not actually funny. Much like this show. <laughs> no, no, this show's funny. Come on. What I have ah, been funny. watching um, is uh, I've been watching a show called The Hour, which is great. I'm just catching up on it. Uh-huh. It's a BBC show that was on BBC America uh, 
earlier in the summer, and I'm just catching up to it now. It was it was inspired by Mad Men, so it has that same kind of Mad Men feel. It takes place in the 50s in Britain, and they're smoking cigarettes and dressed nicely, and it's got that uh-huh. kind of feel. But it's it's other than that, it's not like Mad Men at all. And to compare okay. it to Mad Men is is unfair to it and to and to Mad Men because it's it's a more straightforward linear story um but it's really good it's got uh that guy from the wire is on it it's i recommend checking it out there's only six episodes so i've been watching that and i've been watching sherlock which is phenomenal i've been watching a lot of british tv and i i, ah, I, I find yes. that if i'm sitting and watching tv that i really enjoy that's really well done that i'm engaged and i i want to continue watching it and when it's done i savor it and say okay I'll watch the next one tomorrow and I really look forward to it as opposed to Pan Am or Survivor or The Amazing Race, which I sort mm-hmm. of watch as if it's homework and then don't re- and have to remember that it's on and don't really care and just kind of put it on because I have to watch it. I could not agree more. That's 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 what's leading me away from our assigned television shows that we've assigned ourselves to cover. In fact, we've completely dodged what we'd like this show to be. Listeners, why don't you write in and tell us what you would like this show to be? Yeah. What do they said at gmail.com? Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like us to talk about? Anything you, you are into that you'd like us to hear, hear us chime in on or you want to get us hooked on? Uh, the, I started watching The Hour because uh, a friend of the show, Phil Larinus, a co-host of the Chill Pack uh, Hollywood Hour, I saw the Mission Impossible movie with him or I saw him at the Mission Impossible movie. I saw this past weekend, and I said to him, I'm, I'm at a loss. I need to find shows to watch. And he told me to watch Prime Suspect. He told me to watch The Hour. He recommended a couple other things to me, which I don't remember. Um, so th- it, it works. It works. If you tell us and it's good, we'll watch it. Indeed. Indeed. Hey, you know what, though? Uh, what I do hear from people is they really like when we do the interviews. So we gotta, we really got to push Reba to, to keep uh, booking interviews because I think uh, that's something that people get a kick out of. Kim Richards. That's it. That's our first. Our first mission is Kim Richards. Yeah, and I think I, it, there's a very good chance that if I just walk up the block, we could bag an interview with my movie star neighbor as well. I think that we should give it a try. Why not? Run it up the flagpole. Everybody's into this podcasting thing now. It's no longer a dirty secret. Well, we have some dirty secrets. Yes, well. Well, since we don't have anybody to interview this week, uh, I got a the new Entertainment Weekly, which not a sponsor, but they have a list of 25 movies to see before Oscar night. And I thumbed through them, and I've seen 24 out of the 25 wow. of them. The 25th is some documentary that's actually premiering on HBO uh, this weekend. So I'll see it then, I imagine. Um, but I thought in prep for the show I would go, ah, I've seen all these movies. Let me look over it, and I'll, I'll tell people they really need to see this movie or they, they don't really need to see these. Here's five movies that you should see. Two of them you need to see on the big screen. And I looked over the list, and frankly, of these 24 movies... They're all good movies, except for The Iron Lady, which is incredibly boring. I couldn't do it. I, I don't have a segment. That's that's my story. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So you've been able to see The Iron Lady? Oh, I tried to watch The Iron Lady. I had it on, and it was on for uh, 45 minutes while I was watching it, and then I ended up having some sort of computer problem that I hopped up and, uh-huh. and checked on, and it just kept playing as I was working on my computer, and it was just boring. I mean, I was looking at the attack on the Falkland Islands, and I was just like, what? This is boring me. It's extremely boring the iron lady yeah i'm i'm resistant to meryl streep now because i just feel like with every movie that she's in we're paying homage to meryl streep the fabulous actress the gem the american gem of an actress and we're not – she's no longer – I don't – I just feel like she can make herself look like Margaret Thatcher. She can you know, do the mannerisms of Margaret Thatcher, but it's still in service of Meryl Streep. Uh, yeah, I'll agree to that. that this movie was uh, Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher, and that's about it. There's really nothing interesting going on in it. And she is phenomenal. Do, do not underplay how great of an actress Meryl Streep is. She's really, really great in this part because she's human and she embodies Margaret Thatcher and she's phenomenal. But it's a 
dull, dull, dull movie. And I, you're absolutely right. If you put Meryl Streep in a movie that was a great movie where she actually played a character in the movie, then uh-huh. that would be a different thing. But you're absolutely right. It's just a Meryl Streep. Uh, it's just to see Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher, and that's about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I. That's the impression I'm, I'm getting from watching, you know, the previews I've seen. It's just like, oh my god, Meryl Streep. She she almost doesn't even look like Meryl Streep. She looks just like Margaret Thatcher. No, she looks like Meryl Streep. Yeah, I guess she does. I have a well, friend, uh, listener of the show, uh, Jen. Lo- uh, is a dead ringer for for Meryl Streep, a young Meryl Streep. Oh, good for her. Congratulations, Jen. That's a yeah. that's a good woman to look like. Yeah, yeah. She's very, very, very pretty. She has just that it's that face. In fact, um when I I try to describe her to people, I'm like, she looks like Meryl Streep. And then when people meet her, they're like, Oh, you know, she looks just like Meryl Streep. You're right. So there wow. you go. Wow, congratulations. Wow. That's, uh, so that's much for a... the youth, the youth movement we were carrying in this show. We've been talking <laughs> about Kim Richards, Meryl Streep, Jack Benny. Right. Well, I'm going to lose them again because I, of the entire list of, of movies here, uh, there are, here's, here's the thing about movies, and I was talking about aspect ratio earlier. There are some movies that when you see them in a movie theater, they're a better movie. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you can watch Raiders of the Lost Ark at home, or you can watch Star Wars at home, or, you know, Jaws or whatever. But if you go to a movie theater right now, and you went to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark or Star Wars in a on a big screen in a movie theater filled with people, it's a better movie. I swear to God, it really is. Being trapped in a movie theater in the dark with people around you screaming and laughing and cheering, you get caught up in, in it. And, and the images in those movies are much more vast and amazing when they're projected on a screen that's 14 stories high. So there's there's some movies that just are better in a movie theater. And there's some movies that you can see that are just fine to watch on your screen at home. They don't lose anything in the translation. You get invested and they're just as interesting. Um, so there's a movie that you you should go see in a movie theater. And I've been saying this since November. And it's just might be the best picture of the year, but it might get overwhelmed by George Clooney and the help and, and the descendants and all that. Uh, but go see the artist. I've been telling you, Rob, and all of our listeners, go to a movie theater and see a movie called The Artist. It's a great movie. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's a fantastic movie it's and it a, needs to be seen in a movie theater. Silent, silent film, correct? A silent film from Belgium. Uh, from and Belgium. believe, wow. if anyone told me that, uh, or from France, I think, if, if, if anyone had told me that a silent film felt set in the 1920s in black and white that starring French actors would be the best movie I saw this year. Ida told them they were crazy, but it, <laughs> you got, go see it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful movie. And it's, mm. it's, it's much better on the big screen than sitting and watching it at home. Uh, but anyway, the Oscar race is wide open this year. I'll be interested to see what's happening. You don't need to see the help. You could see the descendants. Um, that's all I've got to say about that. But you I, know I what be I mean? honest with you. I'm not going to see any of these movies. I just don't see movies. I, I see, uh, if I see a movie, it's, I'm more likely to watch Tough Turf again than to see any of the movies you're talking about. Yeah, but you know what? You'll watch movies on your TV at home. Won't you be flipping through channels and a movie comes on and you'll watch it? Not really. I, I'm not that guy. Um, I'm more the guy that flips through the channels and is more apt to watch like something on Spike, like a MMA, like an MMA fight or a documentary or some HGTV show or diners, drive-ins, and dives than I am to to get invested into a movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I'm a complicated man, Jason. I'm a very complicated man. Well, if you're not as complicated as Rob, please. J- and I have nothing to do with this movie. I have no. I have. I have no investment in it. I get no money of it. But go see the artist, and it's worth seeing in a big screen. But you know what I mean, Rob? About like what I'm trying to yeah. get to you then is: Have you ever uh, be- been told that a band is really good, and you like listen to the music, and you're like, I don't get it. Why do people like this band? And then you go see them mm-hmm. live, and you're like, Oh my god, I get it. This band is awesome. And then you you hear a song that you've heard on record, but you hear it live, and it's like you've never heard it before. It's like unbelievable. You go, wow, this song's awesome. 
Right. Well, absolutely. That's... And I find that sometimes that'll reinvigorate my interest in the album itself. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what going to see a movie in a movie theater is like. Is 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 that sensation to you, complicated man? You know, I was going to ask you. Speaking of the things that uh, you know, we we both uh, both being very complicated individuals. <laughs> um, you, I, I saw a commercial for a Lazy Boy chair. Okay. Yes. And then I thought of you. You own a Lazy Boy, correct? Well, I don't own a Lazy Boy brand chair, but I have a recliner, yes. Ah, uh-huh. I was going to ask you about uh, the virtues of having a reclining chair. Is that your chair or has that become, you know, is that passe? Uh, I don't know if they've become passe. Uh, I-, I purchased my recliner in 2003, so they're, they're still available for purchase. I love the recliner. It's. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Is it leather or do you have a fabric? Uh, it's fabric. It's sort of. Uh, uh, it's not really suede, but it's kind of suede-ish, I guess you could say. Okay. Okay. I like the recliner and, because uh, I. Uh, yeah. You have more questions about the recliner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. We're gonna t- on today's show. We're interviewing the uh, lazy boy owner Jason Duplissy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad to be a guest. Thank you for having me on, Bob. I'll try to ask my questions like Charlie Rose. Okay. So in 2003, yes, you purchased a Lazy Boy chair. I purchased a recliner, not a Lazy Boy brand. Recliner. Yes. Lazy Boy is a brand, much like uh, uh, Zipper or Google. Fascinating. Or Xerox. Hey, you were conducting this interview. I didn't ask to be drawn into this. <laughs> I just me this asked my Charlie stuff. Rose question. That's how Charlie Rose asks his questions. He just set, he just makes a statement, and then the people just go off. Well, well I've got a little more. Well, okay, I'll, I'll go off on the recliner. What I like about the recliner is when I'm sitting in a chair or a couch that I have to sit at more or less a 90-degree or uh, just a, a little more obtuse than a 90-degree angle. Whereas if I'm lying down in bed, then I'm sort of lying flat and my neck does all the work of watching television. And the recliner is just the right angle for me to be reclined so it's easy on my back. I can have my feet up without it being uh, bothering my legs so they're stretched out. And it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a comfort. It's so comfortable. I don't know why every man in America doesn't recline in a recliner while they're watching TV. And I know that I can't say that I'm ever very comfortable when I'm watching shows in 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 my house. Well, get a recliner. You know, we have something. We have a big armchair. No. But it doesn't have that nope. lift. No. Nope. doesn't really support the back very well. Nope. Nope. Doesn't, nope. doesn't help the neck. Nope. And it's at a terrible angle for my TV. Yeah. No. No. See? Recliner, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to run that up the flagpole and see, uh, see if the wife goes for it. Yeah, or just come by and give mine a spin. Like, just sit in it, recline, oh. and then see see what you see if it if it suits you. I'd love to. I'd love to be down there where it's eighty degrees. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a hot hot January. Hey, now that we're talking about the weather, it feels like we should be <laughs> wrapping up the show. Do you have anything for yeah. the snark tank or or to get phrased out? You know, I got nothing really. It, 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 this is slow going for me. I, I am definitely going to be back into the full swing of this show in the podcast. It's just taken me, taken a few kind of steps. It's soon it's all going to, everything's just going to click. Well, I've got something I'd like to get phrased out. It's not particularly a, a phrase, but it's something that I'm I'm sick of hearing. Okay. Uh, I'd like to no longer hear the word peeps, uh, please. Peeps. My peeps. Oh, I'm just going to go hang with my peeps. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can see that one go because, uh, usually when people are saying it, it's, uh, people that are kind of stuck in a sort of, uh, you know, arrested slang development. You know what I mean? Like they don't don't know the current slang. So they, they, their fallback is on the slang they knew when they were kind of invested in learning slang. <laughs> what is the current slang so, for peeps? What do you say f- instead of peeps now? 
you know, my people, people, it's actually gotten longer. People, boys, you know, I'm guessing, you know. Can we call, can we start calling each other brother again? Can we do that instead? Absolutely, brother. <laughs> We'd have to dress like professional wrestlers, though, I think. Oh, no. Can't we? That, well, that's something <laughs> oh, no. we can talk about with Kim Richards when we talk about Tough Turf, the whole wrestling angle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going to interview her about Tough Turf as if we're talking about Vision Quest. Is that our, our, <laughs> yeah. our plan? I love that's it. That's the plan. That's the plan. Okay, uh, so uh, do you have anything coming up this weekend? This weekend, you know, this is an interesting weekend because it is a holiday weekend, right? Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a three-day weekend, essentially, for, well, me that's unemployed. It's, every day is a three-day weekend. But uh, but for the wife will be around, so I'm excited about that. And I have been, you know, I, last year I saw a shitload of bands. This year I haven't even seen band one, and here we are, what? 11 days, 12 days into the new year. Mm. So I'm really like kind of like getting itchy to see music. So I think on Sunday night we're going to go see a band called Vetiver and friend of the show, uh, Tim Cohen, who's in Magic Trick. So we're going uh, to go check some music out on Sunday. We're trying to save money. And so in doing so, I've tell me what you think about this. In doing so, I've set the gauntlet at we are not going to go out to dinner and spend over, this is tip included, $40 for any meal for the two of us. Uh, you know how to do that? I can tell you exactly how to do that. How? No booze. Well, yeah, that's, that is key um, because that's where all your, yeah, all your, your money comes from. But we're going to try a ramen house. It's called the Ramen Underground. It's down the street from our place. <laughs> ramen? It's new. We walked past it. Yeah. You mean like what you can ramen. buy for a packet of twelve cents at in Chinatown? Yeah, but I ramen? think the, the, yes, yes. But this is, I guess, a ramen house done in the style. I guess in Japan, which I've never been. There's all kinds of ramen houses, and and so it's in that style. So it's going to be a little bit more. I think there's one with like pork belly and different things. So we're going to try that. It looks good, and and I don't believe there's any uh, alcohol associated with it, so we should be able to meet our mandate of not spending over forty dollars. So I'm gonna yeah. do a little dinner, and uh, yeah, avoid try to avoid all the usual places, and uh, yeah, living clean in 2012. Have you been karaokeing? No, no, I haven't. You know, I, I went big the last time I karaokeed, and was now that's probably been about I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I, I was feeling a little, a little. I was swelling with with rock stardom, and I did the thing where I started to twirl the microphone, <laughs> you know, yeah. like on Roger Daltrey, yeah. and uh, I got just like the look from hell from the host, and and she was just kind of like, "Don't do that," you know, because I'm something of a, you know, a mentor to a lot of karaoke people. They look forward to my performances, and so she was afraid sure. that like, well, he did it. And, uh, and so, yeah, and I, I kind of caught myself, I, I just, it was feeling like, you know, maybe I've outgrown karaoke. Maybe I should get back into a band again and actually perform for reals. Okay. So I might try, I might explore that in a new year, try and get a few fellas together. And, uh, cause sure. old, what, what is old is new again, my friend. Yeah. With all your peoples. All my peeps. Imagine if I can get all my peeps in a club. <laughs> yeah. what about you jace what do you got going on this weekend my, my uh, weekend is kind of dull might listen to a little more jack benny um i since everything old is new again <laughs> the let's see what do i have going on this weekend as sundays i do nothing of course but i'll, I'll probably watch the niners game yeah isn't that happening yeah. oh i forgot weekend? about that big yes yeah, sunday is all about or saturday i should say it's saturday jace mark your yeah. calendar yeah saturday, saturday 1 30 I will watch the 49ers game. Uh, I have uh, tentative plans to watch the Goonies and go to a party about 45s um, really? this weekend. Yeah, although I thought it was two weekends from now, not this coming weekend, but the weekend later. So I'm a little thrown that it might be happening this weekend, and I don't know if that's mm. going to happen or not. Uh, but uh, I'd like to watch the Goonies. I've never seen the Goonies, and a uh, 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 friend of the show, Dave, uh as said hey i've never seen the goonies i said i never seen the goodies so we were gonna do that and then go to a mutual friends party um but we'll see uh 
I was invited to a Dennis Kucinich fundraiser, which I'm going to pass on. <laughs> really? And, What's he uh, fundraising funds for? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Huh, interesting. But I, I won't be he doing that. Been, he... Oh, I'm dog sitting well, they... this weekend. That's the other thing that's happening. Who's dog? Uh, a friend of mine who watches my dog and has watched my dog numerous times and has never asked me for anything in return now called and asked if I could watch her dog. And I, that's, I yeah, that's a no brainer. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Is that terrible? Opinion? Yeah, I know. It's, it, it, I mean, think of the, the goodwill that's been extended and that you will be extending. And then, then you'll have no problems getting your dog watched in, in, in lovingly watched in the future. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I'm arrogant or, or full of myself. You wouldn't say that about <laughs> really? me, would you, Rob? <laughs> but I, 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 I'd say you're confident. Okay, thanks. Confident. I also feel like my dog is no problem. Like uh-huh. when I bring my dog over to someone's house, my dog sits and does nothing except when you Wait, tell her to get up and walk. Didn't, you, didn't your dog puke or piss or shit all over somebody's carpet recently? Uh. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, football and uh, 45s and uh, Goonies. Football 45s, possibly Goonies. Uh, I'm not sure about that, though. And I have a bunch of screenings of these documentaries this weekend. All the Oscar bait documentary foreign films are screening this weekend. So I might go see one of those. But I don't know if, ah, if I can. Because I have uh, this dog that I'm going to be dog sitting. Coming coming by tonight. What kind of, do- what kind of dog is it? Uh, it's like a Reba dog. Oh, you'll love it. They're they're fun. They're they're easy. You just pick them up. Yeah. You start doing something you don't want them to do. Just pick them up. Yeah, like Reba's dog is what I meant to say. Yes, Reba has a dog. Yes, who's really cute. Right. Um, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored with us. You and me both, man. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh pull our get our act together. Uh, this show's really going to pick up in March when Mad Men starts again and Make It or Break It starts again because then we can talk about shows that we're actually interested in seeing. Absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah, exactly. We the, the the next couple of months are going to be uh you know us finding ourselves listeners yeah. and you finding us with us all right and we'll get some interviews uh and we'll do send us what you want to hear us talk about oh absolutely and uh check it out there's a finally i, I put a new uh what do they said about music oh right uh, yeah exciting exciting this week we're, yeah. we're coming out of the gates blazing in 2012 so thanks for listening yeah it's it is an hour it's not nearly as daunting as my two-hour epic podcast this is an hour and it goes by real fast and, and i think you really enjoy the music so check for that potentially on mevio <laughs> yeah think? No, i think it should be up on mevio by now I, I believe gotcha there you go well there see we've covered a lot of ground here we've tied some things up in nice little boats. <laughs> i exhausted. think uh yeah i think we should quit cut our losses okay well thanks for cutting our losses with us thanks kim richards thanks judge judy and chris matthews and we'll see you all next week next week can you tell me what did they say did you hear what did they say can you hear what did they say Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.